It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. The socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water, what it means is, is that government controls these through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under the skies of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapping down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field, in the battle of ideas, mistruths or misconceptions is getting us into a world of hurt. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Joe, producer Luke, uh, Zach, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday, producer Joe. Happy Wednesday, Kim. I, uh, I had my days mixed up. I can't believe how fast the, the week is going here. Goes right. by pretty darn quick. Right. I looked at my watch this morning and I was like, wow, Wednesday already? There's only a couple of days left. <laughs> Until the weekend. Uh, so Wednesday means it's Wings Day at Hooters Restaurants. You buy uh, 20 wings, you get an additional 10 for free. And that's for to-go or to dine in. <clears throat> so be sure and check that out. Hooters Restaurants has been a great sponsor of both the shows for quite some time. And they have specials. Uh, Monday through Friday for lunch and for happy hour. And they have five locations, Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. How we got to know each other, it's a very important story about freedom and free markets and capitalism and PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties. And uh, you can find that story at my website. That is uh, KimMunson.com. And again, uh, check out the website. That is KimMunson.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You will get first look at our upcoming guests and our most recent essays. That goes out on Sundays. And uh, you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Text line is 720-605-0647 and uh, call in line for, uh, actually, we will probably take some call-ins if you want to during this first hour uh, in the third and fourth segment. And that number is 303 477 5600. In studio with me is a, a colleague of mine, a fellow Liberty Toastmaster, and that is Dave Walden. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here, Kim. Good morning. And I want to give a quick shout out to my brother-in-law, Mark Van Dyke in Houston, Texas, who is listening together with some of his friends, I think. Awesome. Awesome. And you can listen throughout the country, throughout the world at the KLZ website. Uh, hit the Listen Live button or also on the KLZ app. So welcome. That's exciting. And Dave, I asked you to come on. Now you've been on uh, co-hosting with Liberty Toastmasters. Uh, you are really a, a excellent speaker and very thought-provoking speeches. But this one that you gave recently regarding m m money, the value of the money, is so important. So I thought, let's bring you on and have you give this speech. Now, I know that there are visuals with it, so we're going to do our best with that. But I am sure our listeners are going to learn something, and it will be very thought-provoking. 
I hope so. I think it will be, uh, in spite of the fact that I usually give this with a small audience and hand out things for them to look at, examples of what I'm talking about. But I'll do my best to describe them, and uh, hopefully it will create an image and allow your listeners to use their imagination a little bit. So that's what we're going to do. And uh, in the old days, initially with radio, that's what they had to do, so we're going to give it a whirl. So let's get over here to our word of the day. I chose the word intrinsic because that is a word that you used in your speech, the intrinsic value of money. And it's an adjective. The first definition is pertaining to the essential nature of a thing inherent. Uh, The second is situated within or belonging solely to the organ or body part on which it acts, used of certain uh, nerves and muscles. So this is the um, sentence I came up with. Intrinsic to the value of the U.S. dollar is the trust in the full faith and credit of the United States. That's the current intrinsic value of our money. That is correct. Okay. Uh, I will speak in part of my uh, portion of an intrinsic value that's somewhat different. And I think what's important always to remember is, is that intrinsic implies a context. The intrinsic value of anything is always in a context. Uh, So as long as you keep that in mind, intrinsic can have a precise definition. It's interesting that you would mention that because um, we say on the show that we are searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And uh, I was at a luncheon where Harris Faulkner had spoken. She's a Fox News host. And um, she was talking about that truth is facts within context. And uh, so we've had throughout uh, the narrative out there, fact checkers, and, and, and there's facts and there's truth, and there can be two different things. <clears throat> and she gave the example of here we are in this ballroom, and uh, we see a man come in and take a purse off the back of a chair and leave. And that is a fact. It implies that perhaps he might be stealing it. <clears throat> so, But there is a fact. Man comes into ballroom and takes purse from chair. The, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> the actual truth on this is that uh, the couple was at the luncheon. They needed to leave early. They get to the car, and she says, Honey, you know what? I forgot my purse, and, and will you go back and get it? So the truth was that, yes, man did take the purse, but the truth in the context would explain that, no, he didn't steal it on what happened. And I thought that was a really good example of facts versus, versus truth. Perfect, perfect illustration. And it, and it demonstrates how everything, all facts, have to be taken within context. I mean, murder is evil. It's bad. It's wrong. You shouldn't do it. But if it's in self-defense to avoid your own murder or your wife's or husband's, well, then it takes on a completely different context. But there's endless examples of that in life. Well, and to that point, Dennis Prager has said that in the Ten Commandments that it does not say thou shalt not murder. It says thou shalt not kill. And so I would say that if you are killing in self-defense, again, wordsmithing, I'm not sure that I would consider that murder. What do you think? 
I would agree. I wouldn't. I, legal definition of murder. Now, it results in the death of someone and at your hand. So in a, another context, it is murder, but not the right context. If you want to ignore context, then all manner of injustice can occur or misleading facts, as you pointed mm-hmm. out in your illustration. So context, context, context is much like location, location, <laughs> location in real estate. I, I love that, Dave Walden. So again, our word of the day is intrinsic. And after this discussion today, I think it'll be very easy for you to use the word intrinsic in a sentence. Our quote of the day, as you all know, I've been selecting these from the Medal of Honor quote book that you can purchase by going to the Center for American Values website, which is AmericanValueCenter.org. And the the co-founders, Drew Dix, who is a Medal of Honor recipient for actions he took during the uh, Tet Offensive in the the Vietnam War, and Brad Padula, who is an Emmy Award-winning documentary maker, came together. Uh, They had visited, uh, and interestingly enough, Pueblo is considered the home of heroes because there are four Medal of Honor recipients that call Pueblo home. And one of the uh, World War II Medal of Honor recipients, uh, they had visited him in the hospital, and they said, you know what, we need to make sure that we we honor these Medal of Honor recipients and keep this spirit this uh, alive. And so they uh, have the Portraits of Valor and this great, great little book here, uh, and then also a number of educational programs that they're putting together, and they're expanding that. And uh, so they uh, said, we've got to keep these these values of honor, integrity, and patriotism alive. And so they're focusing on that. And I would highly recommend that you take a road trip down to Pueblo uh, to the Center for American Values. It is located on the great, beautiful Riverwalk in Pueblo. And uh, be sure and check that out. So anyway, I've been taking these quotes from this great quote book. <clears throat> but I thought, we need to know these stories of these men as well. And so this is the story of uh, Mike Colelilo, I think it is, United States Army Medal of Honor recipient. And it goes like this. It says he was pinned down with other members of his company during an attack against strong enemy positions in the vicinity of a German town that I can't pronounce. Heavy artillery, mortar, and machine gun fire made uh, any move hazardous when he stood up. So he shouted to the company to follow and ran forward in the wake of a supporting tank firing his machine pistol. Inspired by his example, his comrades advanced in the face of savage enemy fire. When his weapon was struck by shrapnel and uh, rendered useless, he climbed to the deck of a friendly tank, manned an exposed machine gun on the turret of the vehicle, and while bullets rattled about him, fired at an enemy emplacement with such devastating accuracy that he killed or wounded at least 10 hostile soldiers and destroyed their machine gun. Maintaining his extremely dangerous post, as the tank forged ahead, he blasted three more positions, destroyed another machine gun emplacement, and silenced all resistance in his area, killing at least three and wounding an undetermined number of riflemen as they fled. His machine gun eventually jammed, so he secured a submachine gun from the tank crew to continue his attack on foot. When our armored forces exhausted their ammunition and the order to withdraw was given, He remained behind to help a seriously wounded comrade over several hundred yards of open terrain rocked by an intense enemy artillery and mortar barrage. By his intrepidity and inspiring courage, Private First Class Colalio gave tremendous impetus to his company's attack, 
killed or wounded 25 of the enemy in the bitter fighting, and assisted a wounded soldier in reaching the American lines at great risk of his own life. And this is what he said. He said, to have fought and died for one's country is the ultimate sacrifice. To have fought and lived offers a better reward of enjoying freedom. Um, I know that uh, you are a veteran, Dave Walden, and I thank you for your service and for my freedom. These stories of these Medal of Honor recipients, is uh, it's almost mind-boggling what, what they've done. Well, I, I yes, I am a veteran, but I distinguish myself between those veterans that have been in what you just described and me who simply served four years in a peaceful situation maintaining aircraft. Uh, while we're both veterans, uh, those that get a chance to put their lives where their mouth is and, and honor it, uh, I don't put myself in the same category, although I like to think were I subjected to that, I would behave appropriately. But I'll never know, thankfully. And that is a blessing that you will never know. And uh, But we are blessed, and so many blessings, uh, because we live in the United States of America. And uh, we are in uh, such a – we're in a dangerous time as far as uh, we seem to have enemies outside of America and enemies within America. But uh, I'm, I'm very encouraged. I had several discussions, uh, phone calls yesterday that I am very encouraged, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment. Uh, we get to do this because I have amazing sponsors. I know each and every one of them personally, and each of w- each and every one of them strives for excellence uh, in their professions. And so uh, when you're looking uh, to, for something that they offer, goods or services, giving them your business, you can be assured you're working with great people. And one of those is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team, and they can create personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and renter's coverage. Contact the Roger Mangan team now at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan team is there. Most of us have been there. That surprise crunch when you backed into a car in a parking lot or someone rear-ended you at a stoplight. First thing you do is stop and breathe. Second, say a prayer of gratitude that no one was hurt. Third, look for your insurance card. And fourth, be grateful that you have your insurance with Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. You can breathe easier knowing that you can reach the Roger Mangan team 24-7 when you need them. For that Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance peace of mind, call Roger Mangan today at 303-795-8855. That's 303-795-8855. It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubb Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubb Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubb Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. 
Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Uh, Dave Walden, we talked about this yesterday on the show, and I I wanted to get your perspective on this. Uh, At Arlington National Cemetery, there is an area where it's the Confederate section. And uh, in that uh, section, it, it uh, apparently the um, graves are now in a circle that um, kind of faces this uh, this statue in the middle of all that, and it's called the Statue of Reconciliation. And uh, and apparently there's uh, at the bottom of it there's different scenes that are depicted, and um, there are uh, those on the woke left that are taking umbrage with that. And uh, there is, um, was a, uh, let's see, I think it was added on to the National Defense Defense Act in 2021, where Lloyd Austin, the head of the military, could, um, they were going to take a look at a variety of different statues that they felt that, um, you know, uh, gave gave some, um, we talked about the, the Civil War and talked about the Confederacy. And so they're going to start to tear some of them, take them down. And so apparently between now and the end of the year, uh, the military is going to take down the Statue of Reconciliation in Arlington National Cemetery. Now, you can actually go to uh, a website and make your comments known. But I'm, A, I'm very concerned about tearing down our history and uh, and using military dollars to do that. Uh, wh- what's your thoughts on that? My thoughts on that. <laughs> you know, we talk briefly about context. And the context of history are all the relevant facts that give rise to that history. And if you choose to ignore aspects of those facts that don't comport with your ideas or ideals, you are distorting history. So my response initially, at least from what little I know of it, the history of our Civil War is open for all to see if they choose to look at it. And in my mind, the Civil War is is a terrible, terrible tragedy on our history in which a a million Americans died on both sides, most of them in the South and most of them soldiers. That is the relevant context of this war. And unfortunately, those that want to change our history of that war uh, 
and uh, somehow segregate uh, aspects of it that they don't like because it treats war as it ought to be treated, as a terrible affair with terrible brutality, carnage, and injustice. But they always, always have an ideology that they want to serve when they drop context. And so my thoughts on that is you honor what you honor what you ought to honor and condemn what you ought to condemn, but you should never ignore what you have found. I'll give you a perfect illustration. One of my heroes, personally, is Robert E. Lee. Now, is he a hero because he fought for the South? No, he's a hero because he fought for what he believed in, and he believed the South had the right to secede. Now, fortunately, Lincoln turned that war that shouldn't have happened in the first place into freeing the slaves, and that's a good aspect of the war. But the war was really not fought over slavery. It was fought for economic reasons. And that happens a lot, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It's human nature at work. Most definitely. The, let's talk a little bit more about context, okay. uh, because in this discussion that's going on in America today, dividing us, trying to divide us now be, be, uh, with race or gender or what, whatever, trying to divide us. And um, at the time of our founding, many times, many discussions, many of our children are being taught that the founders were just old, rich, white guys that were fighting the war for, I guess you could say, economic reasons. There was the taxation. That's a, that's a big one. Um, but they also were putting it all on the line as well. They knew that when they signed the Declaration of Independence that they were signing a death warrant, and they could actually hear the cannon of the British just down the river. So they, they were signing something that they knew that, that – and that was bigger than economics – but there are those that are trying to say that it was just a bunch of old white guys and trying to discredit the founders and try to discredit our founding without the context and, and said that they were slaveholders, and some of them were. But the context of this is that slavery was prevalent throughout the world at that time. That's exactly right. And slavery had been prevalent throughout the world uh, for millennia. And you should not ignore those facts. Exactly. And uh, the fact that the founders had this vision that all men are created equal with rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, slavery doesn't match up with that. Those two things can't exist in the same spot. My response to that, Kim, is, again, the war – let's assume that I would agree with the the woke position that the war was fought for economic reasons – Now, yes, it was. There were certainly those that were in support because of economics. But the economics existed under a larger context of the ideals of the Enlightenment, which Jefferson and Madison and Washington all embraced and articulated. Uh, Jefferson owned slaves. That's a contradiction. That's a fact. Yes, the woke can can raise that fact and demonstrate it. But he owned slaves within context, the context you just cited. The entire world was uh, owned slaves. Now, 
Why did not the founders abolish slavery? Well, again, if you study history, you know perfectly well why they didn't. They had to have a united 13 colonies in order to fight the British and not allow them a sanctuary on the coast from which they, if they did, they, they'd be unable to, uh, to defeat the British. That's what they thought. So they appeased the southern slave owners initially uh, in order to be united in their attempt to, to extricate themselves from British rule. And they were successful. Now, that simply led to a period of 40 or 50 years of tumult over, to, over the issue of slavery. And unfortunately, it took the usual remedy, the brutality, carnage, and injustice of war, uh, to remedy it. And, uh, but it would have remedied short order had war not occurred. Well, and... A lot of our kids do not know this. I was uh, talking with a young person regarding the three-fifths clause, and uh, uh, they did not know it was in the Constitution. They thought it was an amendment. I said, I'm pretty sure that it's in the Constitution. I don't have it right here at my fingertips, but, you know, we did the quick search, and, yes, it's in the Constitution. And there's been the narrative out there that the three-fifths clause, uh, that the founders meant that the that a black person was three-fifths of the value of a white person. And I explained that narrative is not correct, that it was a big compromise because as they were looking at representation, the House of Representatives, which would be based on population, the South said, well, you know, we, we have all these people here, and, and so we want to count everybody here for our representation. And the North, or the uh, non-slaves, uh, we'll say the North said, wait a minute, you, these are not free people. Uh, and so you can't count them as one. And so they came up with this. Sure. This, uh, one of the great compromises. Great one compromise. of several. Here's what I advise friends of liberty and freedom. When you are speaking with someone that you determine is not a friend of freedom, is an enemy of liberty and freedom, then when they cite a fact, a fact, you can't argue with it, and three-fifths clause is a, certainly a fact, as is the fact that Jefferson owned slaves and Washington did and so forth. When they cite a fact like that, you must always understand they are limiting their context to support their ideology. Expand the context of why that fact occurred so that if the person is open to, to learning, uh, they can grasp something they didn't know. Or at least you're going to demonstrate that you know something that mitigates what they're saying about their uh, whatever aspect of freedom they're criticizing. So, Dave, that's why we do this show, is we are searching, we're trying to help me and all of our listeners get the context of what is happening out there, because it takes work to, to know that. You have to have read the Constitution to know that, to have had discussions, to go to Liberty Toastmasters and learn different things. And so it takes work for you to know these things, mental work. Um, but it is so important so that you can have these conversations with the context. The context of the founding of America is that it was an unprecedented 
leap in human well-being and human flourishing because it represented the apex of the ideals of the Enlightenment, of individual rights and freedom. Uh, the, the, the emerge in response to these individual rights and freedom, these ideas, you had the emergence of the scientific revolution, the industrial revolution. And then in the brief 200 years span, human flourishing occurred unprecedented in the history of humanity and justice and freedom. Now, yes, there are injustices that occurred in America at the time of the founding and subsequent to the founding. But they must be taken in context. Well said. And one other thing regarding slavery is uh, I had seen the movie Sound of Freedom and have had discussions uh, regarding there is actually slavery occurring in our 2023 world. And if, in fact, those that want to tear down America because of slavery from many years ago and and they are ignoring what is happening today with slavery, uh, taking this into context, I think where I, think where I'm, I want to head on this is I, 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 um, I really question how serious they are about caring about slavery if, in fact, they're turning a blind eye to what's happening in 2023. Something I always point out to my friends who point out that America entertained slavery long after its founding. I point out to them, yes, you believe government ended slavery, but I would remind you that slavery only exists to the extent government allows it to exist. For example, in America, the governments of the South supported slavery. Now, you love government of the the federal government because you believe it ended slavery. And in a sense, that's true. But remember, it only existed in the first place because of government and its approval of it. Well, and uh, one other thing, the Jim Crow laws, what is the, what is the important word in Jim Crow laws? What would be the third word, law. It was government that was uh, actually uh, putting forth those laws, which were are unconstitutional because they are antithetical to this vision of our declaration that all men are created equal. So this was not really what we we're going to talk about, but no, that's okay. <laughs> whatever. I, what? <laughs> uh, but Dave Walden is in town or in town. He's in studio and uh, he is a fellow Liberty Toastmaster. And my friends, we would highly welcome you to our Liberty Toastmasters meetings. Uh, Liberty Toastmasters Denver meets the first and third Saturdays of each month at the Independence Institute in Denver. The uh, Liberty Toastmasters North meets the second and fourth Saturdays of each month in Longmont. You can go to uh, Toastmasters International website, put in Liberty Toastmasters, and you'll get the information, and we would love to have you join us. We have these important discussions to help you get your brain around these issues and get the context of uh, these different issues, and we get to do this because of wonderful sponsors like Karen Levine. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine works to protect your property rights at the local, county, state, and national level. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Working with realtor Karen Levine helps you navigate through the process of buying or selling your home. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. 
Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. A recent report notes that the number of children diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder is consistently and dramatically increasing. This is heartbreaking. If your child or grandchild or someone you know has been diagnosed with autism or ADHD following exposure to Tylenol or acetaminophen during pregnancy, call Boson Law at 303-999-9999. Boson Law is a Colorado-based law firm who has been fighting Big Pharma for over 20 years. Call now at 303-999-9999 for a free, no-obligation review of your potential claim. Call now at 303-999-9999. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Uh, do uh, suggest that you check out JansenPhotography.com. That's J-A-N-S-S-E-N Photography.com. And uh, just love their website. These are just amazing portraits that they do. They specialize in portraits of families, children, senior portraits. And, of course, you need to have that great uh, uh, photo for your business or political career. They can help with that. So check out JansenPhotography.com. That's JansenPhotography.com. Dave Walden is in studio with me, a fellow Liberty Toastmaster. And he gave a very important speech regarding the value of money, the intrinsic value of money. So let's start with this. I know we have visuals, but uh, it's so important, and we want people to understand it. Right. I'm going to give this presentation as if I'm giving it to a live audience, and I'm going to hand what I'm describing to Kim, uh, just as I do in my presentation. Hopefully I'll be able to articulate and describe this to uh, you, the listening audience, can understand what I'm doing. I ask you to imagine for a moment that it's 1965 and you're 16 years old and your mother or you have just gotten your driver's license. Your mother has asked you to go to the store and pick up a loaf of bread. And she's pointed out that you may take the car, but the gas tank is empty. So she hands you two United States 25-cent quarters. Now, those are standard quarters that you've seen. They have a bust of George Washington on the front and an eagle on the back. Uh, That design has been around since 1932 and continues to this day, only the reverse of the coins are certainly different. But George Washington's bust is still on the quarter. So she gives you those two quarters. 
You take one of them and put a gallon of gas in the car, which you could buy for a quarter back in 1965, and you take the other one and pay for a loaf of bread at the store, which you also could have bought for 25 cents in 1965. Now, imagine you're now in today's environment, and you're still holding those two quarters. The 1964 quarter will still buy you a gallon of gas, but probably a gallon and a half at today's prices. It will also buy you several loaves of bread, cheap bread, maybe two or one loaf of more expensive bread. The other quarter, the 1965 quarter, will buy you but a few ounces of gasoline and a few slices of bread. Now, what has happened? Well, what has happened is, is the value of that money has changed. And the reason it has changed, and, and the two quarters are not identical anymore in their value, is the 1964 quarter has .1808 troy ounces of silver in it, whereas the 65 quarter and all coin, coinage subsequent to 1964 has no silver in it. So that 64 quarter, if you sold it to a refiner of silver, you'd get money enough for it to take to buy that gallon of gas and that loaf of bread. And that is an illustration, my first illustration of two, that demonstrates that what we call, for example, inflation, or the deterioration, uh, deterioration of the purchasing power of our money, is the fact that the money itself is deteriorating in value, not that prices are rising, as we're so often told. Now, that first illustration is for those of us that are uh, old enough to remember that time period and perhaps remember those silver quarters and halves and dimes before they uh, had the silver removed from them. I don't even think half dollars are around anymore. I haven't seen one in quite some time. But let me give you a second illustration of the same thing. It's even more dramatic than that. I'm looking at a 1928-issued $20 bill. It's little different than the $20 bill uh, that you have in your wallet. As a matter of fact, when I gave this speech here uh, a couple of weeks ago to a group, and when I handed out the 1928 $20 bill, which looks very similar to a current $20 bill, I had two gentlemen in the audience actually go into their wallet and pick out a $20 bill and compare it to the one I handed out uh, because it looks very similar. However, it does have some differences in it. Now, before I tell you what those differences uh, are, in 1928, if you had, say, 250 of those $20 bills, that would buy you enough labor and materials for a comfortable home. Now, it wouldn't have the modern conveniences that our homes have and all the inventions that have occurred since, but it would be secure, warm. Uh, it would pr uh, provide enough space for you and your loved ones, and it would be yours, and it would take 250 of them as I said, buy the labor and materials to build it. Now, if you fast forward to today, 
the same comfortable home would take anywhere between twenty and twenty-five thousand of those twenty-dollar bills, the modern twenty-dollar bills. Uh, that's because that $20 bill is unique. And why is it unique? Well, if you read it, it will tell you. And uh, again, if, I, if, if this was live, I'd be get, you'd be handing or looking at something I'm going to describe. But that $20 bill, rather than at the top saying Federal Reserve Note, payable in $20, it says what follows. And it says it in small print, very small. This certifies that there has been deposited in the Treasury of the United States $25 in gold coin payable to the bearer on demand. Now, that means that in 1928, you could take your $20 bill that I just described to you, which is what paper money was back then, and by law, it said you could take it to any bank and in exchange receive what I'm now holding in my hand. And that's a U.S. $20 gold piece or called a double eagle. contains about one ounce of gold. And if you wanted, you would have that gold to carry in your pocket rather than the $20 bill. So the reason that those 250 1928 $20 bills would still bill you today enough buy you today enough labor and materials to build a comfortable home is because 250 of them because they're redeemable in gold is $500,000 at today's price of gold so again here's another illustration of what has happened to our money and what is inflation Inflation is the deterioration of the money, not the increase in prices of the material goods of existence. So uh, that's, in essence, my pitch. Uh, I get a lot of questions in the, in the, when I present this, when the forum is correct for questions. Uh, when Toastmasters, we don't have a Q&A period necessarily, but um, it, I, I, anybody can call in, I guess, and ask. Right. So we normally take our call-ins at the uh, end of the second hour, but if you want to comment on this, you can call in, 303-477-5600. And then also the text line is uh, 720-605-0647. And uh, it was really the the first time when I, when I you gave this speech, I had not really thought about the deterioration of the value of our money. And, of course, printing more money, which is happened under both uh, both sides of the aisle uh, continues to decrease the value of our money, Dave. Well, our founding uh, was conflicted. Uh, we've already talked about the slavery issue, but it was conflicted in other ways because it was believed at that time that uh, a nation's government uh, needed to have a central bank and Alexander Hamilton successfully argued for that, while Thomas Jefferson argued against it. Now, Jefferson initially lost, and we had a temporary central bank uh, on and off until in, in the 1830s, Andrew Jackson ended it for good. Well, for good for a reasonable amount of time. 
So between about 1830, I forget the exact date, maybe 1834, and 1913, the United States had no central bank. All of the paper money that you might carry around were banknotes issued by uh, individual banks of a state. Uh, it may have been a large bank, had branches all over a number of states, or it could have been a local bank. But they would issue their own bank notes that said essentially what that uh, $19, $28, $20 bill uh, said on it. In other words, if you brought your bank note to a bank, it was redeemable in gold or silver coin at your discretion. And that was required by law. In 1913, that all changed. Uh, the Congress passed a law creating the central bank. And if you'll permit me, Kim, the central bank in America represents a marriage. And the marriage nuptials were as follows. We, the government, will give you, the bankers, an exclusive franchise on the creation of money and credit. In exchange, you agree to give as much as we want of that money and credit. And so the agreement was signed, the legislation was passed, and we had a central bank. That note that I described, 1928, was the last issuance of currency in which it was redeemable in gold and silver. And when the legislation was passed, there were those on the right that argued that would be the eventual outcome. And since 1933, our paper money is not redeemable in gold. Now, it was to foreigners for a good while uh, until 1971. And in 1971, on a Sunday night at 8 o'clock, as Bonanza was about to come on, it was interrupted. And Richard Nixon was on the screen sitting behind his desk, and he announced that the United States would no longer redeem U.S. dollars overseas to foreigners for gold from our treasury. So from that moment on, even foreign citizens could not redeem U.S. money for gold. Until that time, it had only been American citizens. Now, you might ask why, but... Uh, and we'll do that. I think that we'll do that. I'm talking with Dave Walden. He is in studio, uh, fellow Liberty Toastmaster. And uh, you, can, uh, you can understand that on a Saturday morning, you can learn a lot from our, our different speeches because this is a speech that Dave had given, and I thought it was so informative that uh, let's bring him on the show to, to talk about that. And um, we get to do this because we have really great sponsors, and one of those is Lauren Levy. Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of the Kim Munson Show. 
but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Franktown Firearms staff and customers alike are concerned with your safety and ability to shoot well, and that comes from the sense of community that they foster at their shop. The staff doesn't work on commissions from sales, so there won't be any pressure to buy what you don't need. They host events like Ladies' Night every first Friday and a Tactical Fun Night every third Friday because they value their community and they understand that selling the most expensive product doesn't help you learn to shoot. Your money goes further at Franktown because they'd rather you to be self-sufficient with what you already own and be proficient in using it. If you're looking for a range and shop that can take you to the next level in your self-defense training, learn how to shoot in realistic scenarios from instructors who have been there, done that. Then look no further than Franktown Firearms. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, did want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. As we had talked in the first part of the show, the uh, tearing down of the um, Statue of Reconciliation at Arlington National Cemetery. Uh, We, instead of tearing down monuments, we need to be uh, honoring them and refurbishing them, and that is what's happening at the USMC Memorial uh, out here in Golden, Colorado. And the foundation is raising the money for this remodel. You can help them by going to usmcmemorialfoundation.org, and I would highly recommend that you do that. Dave Wald is, is in studio. We're talking about the intrinsic value of money, and this came in on the text line, and I'm not quite sure I understand the question. It says, can the national debt be inflated more to what is presented today, the $31 trillion, given the explanation? Does that? D- the answer is yes. Uh, it will continue to be inflated because our government understands, as do the bankers, that they have the ability to inflate at will without any limit, unless or until the citizens reject it. Um, give you an example. Between the founding of our country in 1791, that's when the Constitution was ratified, and 1971, when Nixon came on TV on that fateful Sunday night, Our entire national debt for those hundreds of years stood at just around $400 billion in 71. Uh, Between 71 and the present day, a mere 50, what, two years, that has grown to $32 trillion and shows no signs of slowing down. Indeed, it's accelerating. Uh, That will continue because... We do not have anything of intrinsic value except the land mass of the United States uh, to back up our money because it's now printed or credited at will. Um, so it can continue, yes. And can, it, as I said to Kim a couple of weeks ago, 
the one thing we can't lose sight of is America was unique in the world. And the world understands this. Chinese businessmen that grow wealthy or Russian oligarchs that grow wealthy, they soon take their money out of those locations because they know their money is not safe there and they place it in the West somewhere. And of course the West is led by the pinnacle of freedom uh, still, even though it's being destroyed, uh, by America. So as long as that money, that creation of wealth and the result, whether it be paper or whatever, flows to America, America can continue to inflate its money supply and will continue to inflate it. Uh, I was going to explain, Kim, uh, why on April or whenever that date was in 1971, uh, when Nixon uh, eliminated foreigners from exchanging their dollars for gold, why that it happened at that time. Uh, because since Roosevelt made it illegal for, for American citizens to own gold in 33, basically nothing else had changed. There were slight changes, but uh, foreigners could still get the gold for U.S. dollars. Well, what happened was is we elected uh, President Johnson in 64, and for those of you that were alive, you'll remember the guns and butter uh, idea, that we could have a great society internally, and we would be able to stop communism externally in Vietnam and wherever else in the world. So we began creating all kinds of credit and buying all kinds of materials with U.S. dollars that we could print at will. And Charles de Gaulle, of all people, who was the head of France, he was the first to realize that, hmm, Rather than exchange my goods that I'm give, selling to the United States for dollars, I'm going to turn those dollars into gold. So French ships would show up in the port of New York, loaded with pallets of dollars, and they'd leave for France with pallets of gold in exchange. And the U.S. gold reserve was rapidly being depleted in the 60s. So Nixon put a stop to it in 71, because other countries started doing the same thing. Um, so th I did not know that. Yeah, well, not many people do. You have to study history to know that. I mean, it's no accident that in the 60s, that's when we lost our silver and our coins. And in 71, no one could, own, could exchange dollars for gold ever in the world. So uh, we will continue to see the deterioration of, of our money as we continue to print more and more of this money, yes? We will. Now, keep in We've mind. We've got about a minute, so. We can punish the economy and those participants in it by raising interest rates to the point where people cannot afford to borrow money like they used to. And that tends to slow down. I mean, those of us that were alive in the 70s, we, re we remember that interest rates in the 70s were risen by Paul Volcker up to 18, 19 percent and, quote, broke the back of inflation. Uh, and then, of course, from 1982, I think, interest rates have been on a 40-year decline. And it's enabled all of this debt. Mm -hmm. Well, interest rates have changed again, and now they're up. 
But they'll go back down because they have to. Okay. Hey, Dave Walden, this has been absolutely fascinating. Thanks so much for being here. I've learned new things again from you, so thank you. Well, thank you. And uh, our quote for the end of the show, I decided to go to Aristotle. And he said this. He said, excellence is never an accident. It is always the result of high intention, sincere effort, and intelligent execution. It represents the wise choice of many alternatives. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. Stay tuned for our number two. Young, like a new moon rising, fierce, through the rain and lightning, wandering out into this great unknown. And I don't want no one to cry, but tell them if I don't survive. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. The socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water, what it means is, is that government controls these through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under the skies of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapping down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field, in the battle of ideas, mistruths or misconceptions is getting us into a world of hurt. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. And welcome to our number two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured. You're valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Joe, producer Luke, Zach, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday, Producer Joe. Happy Wednesday, Kim. Did you learn anything from that uh, presentation by Dave Walden as a young as a young whippersnapper? <laughs> yes, ma'am, I did. I, I didn't couldn't believe that you could walk in and with a twenty dollar bill be able to get homes and stuff. Yeah. No. That's and not that impossible. is because it was backed by gold. And uh, yeah, and so he, he actually had all of the all of the the props here. So again, would uh, love to join you to, or invite you to to uh, be a guest at Liberty Toastmasters, uh, either Denver or uh, uh, Liberty Toastmasters North, and you can get more information by going to Toastmasters International and put in Liberty Toastmasters, and you'll get more information. We would love to have you. And uh, I tell you, being intellectually curious is so important. And uh, Dr. James Lines Weiler has created IPAC-EDU. And initially he had uh, created IPAC, which was the Institute for Pure and Applied Knowledge. And through the reaction to COVID, he realized that we need to inform ourselves about these issues. And uh, the best way to do that is through uh, courses where you match amazing instructors with those of us that are intellectually curious, and we will learn a lot. And uh, all this will help 
regarding context for us to understand the context of these different issues as we are engaging it in conversations with those around us. Uh, So check out IPAC-EDU. Their fall courses will be starting very soon. And uh, again, if you put in Munson, the code M-O-N-S-O-N, and the code, you will receive a discount. The tuition is super reasonable, though. It's anywhere from $150 to $180 for a 15-week course. It's unbelievable. And these are college-level courses. Uh, I'd say they're more than college-level courses because they don't have uh, woke indoctrination in them whatsoever. So check out the website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. And uh, you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. The text line is 720-605-0647. Our word of the day is intrinsic, and there are two different definitions. The first is pertaining to the essential nature of a thing, inherent. The second is situated within or belonging solely to the organ or body part on which it acts, uh, such as uh, nerves or muscles. Uh, But I'm using the first definition in our sentence. It says, intrinsic to the value of the U.S. dollar is the trust in the full faith and credit of the United States. So your challenge is to use the word intrinsic in a um, sentence today. And our quote of the day is from Michael, Mike, Colalilo, United States Army Medal of Honor recipient. Uh, and he uh, was awarded this for actions he took in World War II. And this is his quote. And uh, you can find these quotes uh, and from the Medal of Honor quote book that I uh, had gotten from the Center for American Values. Of course, the center is located right in Pueblo, Colorado, on the beautiful Riverwalk. And they have a couple of things. They have the Portraits of Valor, uh, which is uh, over 160 portraits of Medal of Honor recipients and uh, their quotes, which is just powerful and inspirational. And then they are putting together and have put together these important educational programs uh, or that um, will focus on honor, integrity, and patriotism. So for more information, go to AmericanValueCenter.org. That is the website. And uh, so the quote here is um, from Mike Colalio, and it's this. To have fought and died for one's country is the ultimate sacrifice. To have fought and lived offers a better reward of enjoying freedom. And because of these men and women, we are living in the blessings of freedom, of liberty. Liberty is the responsible exercise of freedom. And, uh, and we're at the pinnacle of human flourishing and uh, so we live uh, these great blessings because of men such as Mike Colalio. Uh show comes to you because of great sponsors. One of those is on the line, and that is Lauren Levy. He is an expert in the mortgage arena, all things mortgages, uh, new mortgages, second mortgages, uh, and reverse mortgages. He works with a lot of different lenders, so he's not just uh, constricted to one particular uh, group of, of products, which I think is so important. Lauren Levy, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Kim. So first hour, Dave Walden and I were talking about the intrinsic value of money, and, and he actually went through it and explained uh, our, our money from um, after the Constitution was ratified to now. Uh, and uh, he talked about 
interest rates, how high they were in the 70s, and they're high again. Uh, he says they will go down. But what are you seeing regarding the uh, short-term interest rate market right now, Lauren? You know, we're seeing week-to-week you know, moves. Like this past week, rates have gone a little bit higher. Their you know, mortgages now have once again eclipsed 7%. They're trading you know, in the low probably seven and a quarter range for first mortgages. Um, we hope they go down. We keep telling people, you know, if you're interested in buying a home and you, you, know, you need to make a move or you want to make a move, do so. And then, you know, when rates come back down a little bit, you can always refinance it. We'll help cover those costs as best as possible. Um, but, yeah, we've seen them creep up a little bit in the last few days. The 10-year U.S. Treasuries uh, got close to 420, pulled back a little bit. But um, well, that's the highest, I believe, since last October. So the rates are at a, at a high here for a little bit. Boy, uh, they're trying to cool down the economy. Uh, and when they do that, and Lauren, you and I have talked about it, everyday people get hurt when they do this. And inflation is government-induced. This is all because of government policy. And it's important that people understand that, Lauren. Yeah, and uh, you know, one of the ways that they try to um, deflate the economy or slow it down is through housing because that's where they look at, they say, housing and employment were the two places where we saw the fastest rise, you know, especially here in Colorado, we saw home values go quite a bit. And so they're trying to cool that down. It's, uh, you're right. It is the everyday person that gets caught because when they cool it down and they try to slow on them, uh, slow employment down, that usually leads to layoffs. And, you know, when you try to slow down housing, you raise rates. That's how they do it. So, um, you know, you're, you're right. So in all this, uh, one possible opportunity for people that are 62 and older are these reverse mortgages. And again, you really need to work with somebody that understands uh, all of this. And uh, you've, you've also said, Lauren, that you, you want to bring the family in. Everybody needs to understand what is happening if somebody decides to do a second mortgage. That's right. One of the ways we're seeing people getting pinched lately, as I like to see it, are either seniors who are needing extra money because of an effect of inflation. But also, if you read about it, um, credit card debt is at an all-time high. So we're seeing people that are either trying to pay off some really high interest rate credit cards or just need extra money. So we're looking at, rather than redoing people's first mortgages who have rates in the twos, we're doing second mortgages. Even though the rates might be you know, in the nines, we're still paying off 20-something percent credit card debt. And we're doing reverse mortgages for older folks to take advantage of the equity they have in their home. But it's not right for everybody. The home, you know, needs to be something that is not an heirloom and needs to be passed down from generation to generation. So you definitely want to work with someone that's going to take care of the person and and try to do it the right way and make sure that uh, they get exactly what they're looking for. And you are that person, Lauren Levy. How can people reach you? The easiest way is to just give us a call, 303-880-8881. Again, that's Lauren Levy, uh, All Things Mortgages, uh, and that's first, seconds, and reverses. I have worked with Lauren for many years and highly recommend him. As I mentioned, all of my my sponsors strive for excellence as they – uh, work with their clients, and Lauren Levy is at the at the top of that. So, Lauren Levy, thanks so much again. That number is three zero three eight eight zero eighty eight eighty one. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, you got it. Thank you, Kim. 
And uh, the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team also strives for excellence. And they feel they want you to feel safe and well-served to understand your insurance coverage and know that their office will respond to your call or text 24 hours a day. For that 24-hour peace of mind, call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. Most of us have been there. That surprise crunch when you backed into a car in a parking lot or someone rear-ended you at a stoplight. First thing you do is stop and breathe. Second, say a prayer of gratitude that no one was hurt. Third, look for your insurance card. And fourth, be grateful that you have your insurance with Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. You can breathe easier knowing that you can reach the Roger Mangan team 24-7 when you need them. For that Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance peace of mind, call Roger Mangan today at 303-795-8855. That's 303-795-8855. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine works to protect your property rights at the local, county, state, and national level. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Working with Realtor Karen Levine helps you navigate through the process of buying or selling your home. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning Realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at kim at kimmunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And it is Wednesday. That means it's a Trent Loose Wednesday. Trent Loose, welcome to the show. Hi, Kim. Is every Wednesday a Trent Loose Wednesday or just this Wednesday? Every Wednesday is a Trent Loose Wednesday. Oh, wow. I feel privileged and honored. Thank you. Well, you and I had talked about... It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. You and I talked about it. Colorado is in trouble. Uh, and, um, and rural Colorado, rural America, uh, they feed our urban areas. They provide the power, the affordable, reliable, efficient, and abundant energy for urban um, dwellers. And we need to continue to connect the dots for people on how important it is um, what what is going on in rural um, Colorado and rural America? So that is why every Wednesday is a Trent Loose Wednesday. I'm going to make you and Gammy Sparkles jealous of me today. Okay. Your game. I'm game. Your game to see if I'm accurate. Yep. I'm in Springfield, Missouri, and uh, I've for quite some time now wanting to be uh, in touch with Tina Peters. And she is a presenter at this election integrity conference taking place today and tomorrow. And so I look forward to personally meeting this woman who has uh, been resilient and has stood for the truth and uh, everything that Colorado was once about and will soon be again. Well, so I'll be super interested to hear how uh, that goes. And and, uh, when you meet Tina, I'll be interested to 
to hear that. So we'll we'll get an update on that next week then. Perfect. Yeah, we're not going to have it happen because it's just getting started. I've, I'm just finishing up some other broadcasts, and I'll be getting over to the event. But I'm, I'm really interested to see, Kim. I wanted to just see the people. Uh, I'm here as a press person. I'm not here as a presenter. Uh, I just wanted to, to mingle and see where people are at because, quite frankly, if our elections are not with the utmost integrity, what are we fighting for? That's really at the core of what we need to know. Well, and that is absolutely true, Trent. And if we do not have free, fair, honest, and transparent elections, we we will not have a country. I mean, that is really the bedrock of that. And and I'm, I imagine since day one there have been those that have wanted to mess with elections, um, but... Um, it'll be interesting to to find out what you learn when you're down uh, in Springfield. So we'll talk about that next week. Uh, Next thing, though, you've had a big week. You sent me over uh, Trent on the Loose. You can find that at BEK TV. And you interviewed RFK Jr. So tell us about that. Well, uh, Bobby was at the Iowa State Fair. And uh, he got well-versed on what was going on with this CO2 pipeline, which you and I have talked about quite a bit, and we will be talking about it quite a bit more. And interestingly enough, on Saturday afternoon, he sent me a text and said, Trent, we need to do an interview about these insane CO2 pipelines. Tell me when we can talk. And so that happened on Monday, and yesterday it aired on my Trent on the Loose program. And he pretty much just lays it out there on the corporate corruption and what is taking place. And and the thing that was the most interesting that he put into context for me, you know, he still believes that we at some level, uh, man, uh, are influencing climate change. I do not believe that in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't matter what we believe in that regard. What he brought to the forefront in this discussion, which I think is fascinating, and I had not really put it in this context, is that the Republican conservative governors, and I'm using air quotes when I say Republican conservative governors, of North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, are all talking about how man doesn't contribute to climate change, and that climate change is a natural phenomenon, right? Except in those states that we mentioned, the Republican governors, with an R behind their name, are the ones who are hoodwinked, or or uh, coerced into being a part of this CO2 pipeline, which is to bury carbon to protect the environment. Uh, that pretty much nails the whole situation when we talk about people with an R behind their name don't believe that this carbon dioxide is contributing to climate change, and yet they're willing to go along with a flim-flam program to put CO2 in the earth a mile and a half deep. And I need to remind people that CO2 is plant food. And then this past week on Friday, the Department of Energy and the Biden administration announces a new $1.9 billion research program that they've awarded millions of dollars to uh, institutions all around this country to do research on how to vacuum CO2 from the atmosphere. If we continue to bury CO2 and take it out of our atmosphere, we will have death. Net carbon zero is death. There's no two ways to shake it out. It is, uh, it's, it's more than remarkable. And $1.9 billion to push a specific agenda. You know that um, 
this research, I mean, a lot of that, it's, it's money down the drain, and it's our money. They're printing it, and this plays out then as they're printing this money. The devaluation of the dollar, the inflation makes it more and more difficult for everyday people just to live. And this is really an assault upon Americans because I don't think over in China that they are putting billions of dollars into research to vacuum carbon out of the air. Uh, in fact, they are building um, coal plants, um, different power plants that are based on naturally occurring um, fuels, natural gas and oil and gas, and they're, they're building over there. So what's, they're not vacuuming stuff out of the air. This is really an assault upon Americans from what I can see, uh, and it's an assault on Americans by American policymakers, Trent. I'm actually changing my tune because I, I would always use the China analogy. China's building a coal-fired power plant one a month, and we're shutting them down at an accelerated rate. In fact, with the news from the Biden administration last week where they put a moratorium on pulling coal out of uh, Wyoming Powder River Basin, they're going to disrupt electricity before fall approaches and it's going to be a cold winter for a lot of people so i've changed my tune in that kim and that i'm now thanking china for building one coal-fired power plant a month because at least we have somebody putting some co2 back in the atmosphere not only co2 but nitrous oxide and sulfide and all of these components that we are eliminating which are 100 percent plant food and serve a purpose it is, it's, as you're talking about, it's just unbelievable. I wanted to mention, though, you said that RFK Jr. talked about corporate corruption. But you can't have corporate corruption without government uh, croning up to these corporations or corporations croning up to government. You have to have government help in order to have corporate corruption. And then, then there are those that are saying that this corporate corruption is capitalism. It's not. It is cronyism between government and uh, these different corporations. Uh, so I, uh, I I think it's important to, to make the, the point that you can't have corporate corruption without government help. What do you think? Well, to your point, and I, I agree with you 100%, but do you know who Donald Trump as president appointed to be the ambassador to China during his presidency? Uh, no. Former Iowa Governor Terry Branstead, whose son currently works for Summit Carbon Solutions, who has the largest contract to take the CO2 through the pipeline, 3,300 miles through the Midwest, put it in a... And by the way, North Dakota denied the permit, so now uh, Summit cannot even get into North Dakota, and yet they're still trying to build a pipeline to nowhere. And Terry Branstead is now on the board of Summit Carbon Solutions. So that intersection between corporate and government cronyism is at play right here every single day. Terry Branstead kind of made a name for himself as having a tremendous relationship with China, and it appears as though now we know that the folks behind Summit are building pig farms throughout Iowa and Nebraska in partnership with Smithfield Foods, who, by the way, is owned by WH Group from China and owns one-third of all pork production in this country. And it's facilitated by people who've been in government at every single level. So your point is absolutely spot on. This is done 
and, and collusion between government officials, current, past, and, and, and the industries that are taking taxpayer dollars and creating a disaster in the name of somehow pro- providing a solution. It makes no sense whatsoever to the person who implements a little bit of discernment. Ask a fifth grader about the importance of CO2 in plant growth. Well, absolutely. And, uh, and one other thing is, is fertilizer. There's an assault upon fertilizer because uh, because apparently that um, fossil fuels are used in or naturally occurring fuels are used in fertilizer. But I will tell you, Trent Luce, that uh, my tomato plants and pepper plants and um, my herb garden, I give them a little bit of fertilizer, and it is amazing what happens regarding growth and yield. And um, um, and so there, there's, there's this assault up on our food supply. That's ultimately what it is, Trent. And then this plays out to the whole World Economic Forum uh, mantra that uh, if you get right down to it, they say that there's too many people on this earth, and they ultimately, I think, are trying to get rid of some of us. Well, I mean, the bigger picture here, the World Economic Forum is a problem, but it's our elected representatives, as I said, elected okay. representatives, Good job. that should be holding all of those agendas accountable, and they're not. They're not representing the will of the people. It's time that we find a new government structure that represents the will of the people. I don't know what that looks like. I just know what we currently have is broken. Well, and I did want to mention one other thing before we we go on to the next subjects, and and that is when I was on city council, I was hearing these, I call them PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties, talk about public-private partnerships. And they tried to make it like, sound like government is an entrepreneur and they're partnering with um, uh, uh, private entities to get things done. Sometimes what they were doing is they were trying to skirt some of the, the, the um, laws that we have to try to constrain government to keep government in a certain box so they would partner up with a private institution, I have that in air quotes, and they would crony up with a, a private institution and give them the, um, the, the business, the taxpayer dollars, uh, to maybe do something. It's, it's truly cronyism. And this last legislative session here in Colorado, there was actually legislation passed. I think it was passed. I should not say that. I'm going to say introduced that uh, would uh, even shore up that public-private partnership even more. But it's nothing more than cronyism where government is picking winners and losers. Your thoughts on that? No. I mean, there are, there's nowhere to go with that. That's absolutely what it is. We, we have the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness only when they want to allow us to achieve that. No, no we're not going to stand for that anymore. We're taking it back. I mean, the whole Constitution is sitting right here in my pocket says that we as dutiful citizens need to maintain our representative republic, and now's the time, which is why I'm in Springfield, Missouri, at this event to see how we fix this broken election system as well. Okay, that's Trent Luce. You can find him at Luce, that's L-O-O-S, Luce Tales Media. You can find him on BEKTV as well. We are going to continue the conversation. We get to do this because we have great sponsors. One of those is Johnny Stubbs Heating and Air Conditioning Services. 
It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubbs Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubbs Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubbs Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at kimmunson.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Um, just, uh, well, I want to talk with Trent Luce a little bit about the um, – monument in Arlington uh, Cemetery, and we'll do that in a moment. But I uh, do want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. Uh, They are raising money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial at Sixth and Colfax, and uh, it was dedicated in 1977, so it is time for a facelift. And we need to honor those that have given their lives, been willing to give their lives for this freedom. And a great way to do that is to go to USMC Memorial Foundation. Dot org. Trent Luce, uh, any other takeaways from your interview with RFK Jr.? Well, we not only talk about the pipeline, we talk about land. And uh, Bobby understands that it, as long as we are challenged in our ownership of property rights, and this is where we really come together, that uh, our liberty is challenged. I mean, that's biblical. The Bible talks about property. The Constitution was written in parallel to the Bible and property rights gets left out of the equation. That's really what it comes back to, and food production, energy production, and our ability to maintain life, period, as a free society. It comes back to property rights, and they are incrementally being taken from us on a daily basis. That's what we're fighting. And you you felt that he understands that, and he is in that particular fight uh, to protect property rights? Oh, absolutely, 100%. We are lock and step on that issue. Okay, I know that there are many that find him as an extremely intriguing candidate. Uh, in fact, I know some of my friends who are conservatives who uh, really are um, intrigued with him as a candidate, and he's certainly mixing things up over on the Democrat side, Trent. He has the Democrat Party kind of in a quandary because, uh, in fact, I saw a quote Bobby is at the Iowa State Fair, as I mentioned, and I saw a quote from the Iowa uh, Democrat chair who was really critical that he even came there because she said, we support President Biden. I don't know why he's even at the State Fair. I guess it's his right to be here. If you think about that statement in itself, I guess it's his right to be here. He, He has chosen to run in the presidential primary 
he has a right to be anywhere to talk about that. And, and that's a problem on both sides of the aisle, in my mind, is that there is written in the bylaws of the Republican, the GOP, and the Democrat Party that they must support an incumbent always. That's flawed. That's really a, a messed up system on both sides of the aisle. And I would think that people would work at fixing that. You should choose the best candidate to represent the world of people always, no matter what that, that person is, whether they're an incumbent or first time on the shoot. Well, and we want to be electing people that will protect the rights of the individual. And uh, so that would be people that believe in this vision of the Declaration of Independence and also the Constitution of the United States. Changing gears just a little bit, what do you think about this uh, Georgia uh, charges against Trump and uh, uh, 18 others? What do you think about that? Uh, I actually think that Trump's in on it. I think that the whole ploy is to create civil unrest. And uh, I actually predicted a long time ago that the closer we get to the election, the more that they're going to talk about the Biden family getting away with criminal activity, which clearly they are. And they're going to try to paint uh, Trump as a criminal so that people will come out in chaos and lead to civil unrest, which is what they really want. And I hope that people see through all of this nonsense and pay attention to who really cares about individuals. Wow. Okay. Okay, let's change gears again. And that is, uh, I mentioned it yesterday, that uh, at Arlington National Cemetery in the Confederate area, uh, Lloyd Austin, who is the head of the U.S. military, is going to, um, they're going to take down the Statue of Reconciliation because there is a couple of, of things at the bottom. Apparently, they've depicted around 30 different scenes from that time of our history. Uh, the woke uh, group is taking umbrage with a couple of them. Uh, and uh, so they're going to, they're slated to take that down between now and the end of the year. People can go to uh, 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 the website, uh, Arlington National Cemetery, and put your thoughts in on that. But what, you, what do you think about taking down the Statue of Reconciliation? How is that any different than what I just described? Because the left of this world, of this country, know that we are extremely patriotic. We know that we have a a reverence for Arlington National Cemetery. We know that we want to take our kids there so that we understand what sacrifices were made for us. And any change, any change, what what are they going to do next? Announce that they're no longer going to guard the tomb of the unknown soldier? All of it is to create chaos and civil unrest in this country. That is 100% what it's about. Well, that's really what uh, they tried to do in 2020. It's amazing to me that that uh, that it hasn't you know really gotten to a point of civil unrest where you know kind of a civil war it's amazing to me that people have had restraint when provoked on all of this trend yeah it truly is and i think that's the hand of god i mean we're still blessed as a nation despite our continued uh rejection of the foundation of this country but if you see what's going on there and you look at the, the Sound of Freedom, which I think there's some great talking points about what I like and don't like about that movie. But it, in the bigger picture, we see a movement back to something closer to a Jesus revolution like we saw in the 60s. And I think that all plays a hand in maintaining our composure at a time that the bear is being poked. 
Well, and it's, it's continued to be poked. And uh, I suggested yesterday, now, <clears throat> there's no way that I can get to Washington, D.C. and stay there for for several months. But I, I think it would be cool if somehow we figured out a way to have a human chain around that that uh, monument to protect it from being taken down. That seems to me like a a, a great way to tr- try to show protection for our values. Um, and I, I, I'm going to make some calls to see if, if, if that has any legs to it, Trent Luce. Jim, did your mom not tell you on a regular basis? Kimberly, you can do anything you put your mind to. So don't sit here and tell us you can't go do this. <laughs> put your mind to it. Go do it. Okay. You're, yes, my my mom did say you put your mind to it and you can accomplish anything. How did you know that, uh, Trent Luce? Because <laughs> we might, well, might as well have the same mother. That's why. <laughs> uh, so I'll be back to you on that then. Uh, what about this uh, this song that is taking the Internet by storm? And that is Rich Men North of Richmond. And uh, I saw... a. Uh, a headline yesterday that's really trying to kind of um, poo-poo it. This is from Variety, and it says, Oliver Anthony's Richmond North of Richmond is an instant smash among conservatives, while progressives wonder if he's a plant. So what do, what do you think about this song? <laughs> if he's a plant, I think we need to get him more CO2 so he continues to grow. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's overwhelmed because I actually, the first day I ever heard about him was just last week. Actually, it was uh, Thursday when I was heading out to uh, North Dakota. And I had six or seven people send me a, a video to, not the song, to him talking about who he was and that he was going to release a song and that he just started singing into his phone and now he decided he maybe ought to produce something. And if you'd like to talk to me, I want to talk to everybody. You send me an email. <laughs> I send him an email immediately, and I'm guessing his email box is so full he still can't figure out how to sort through all the emails that he's gotten. I, I think it's refreshing. I, I think it shows you exactly what you can accomplish if you just follow your passion. I mean, obviously the guy's got a passion for this country and the power of the people, and, and that is what we need to repeat time and time again. It is the power of the people that makes it happen. Well, and I had a listener that uh, reminded me regarding rich, and I think we have to be careful when we're talking, for example, um, demonizing people that are rich. It depends on how did they make their money, and I think he's referring to rich men in Washington, D.C., so that would be all your PBIs that are making their money off the backs of everybody else. They're not creating anything that they are, again, making their money off the backs of everyday hardworking people. But then somebody that gets rich because they come up with a, a, a product or a service that people say, hey, that makes my life better. I'm willing to trade my hard-earned dollars for that product or service. And a lot of people do that. Then, And when that person becomes rich, I look at them and say, gosh, if they can do it, I can do it, which that's the American spirit. So I think it's important that we don't blanket, uh, demonize people that are are rich uh, because we have to understand how they gained that wealth, Trent. Well, don't you think it would be fair to say that we don't demonize people who have accumulated wealth? We evaluate what they do with their wealth. I'm not sure that I think we should uh, evaluate 
I think they should be able to do with their wealth what they want. So tell me more. If they're using their wealth for evil, as we see Bill Gates doing on a regular basis, we have to evaluate and try to offset the evil that he brings about with people. So I understand what you mean by not evaluate, but if they're using wealth to contribute to uh, human demise, we have to take action. Okay, I agree with you on that. I think where I was headed was I've had conversations with people, um, many young people look at somebody that's wealthy saying, oh, well, we should take some of that wealth so that we can address uh, the homeless or something take, like that. Don't, you, don't take, you don't take wealth from anybody. You give them the opportunity to use their wealth to improve something. And there are plenty of examples that don't probably get enough attention of people who do that. Uh, most definitely. And and it used to be that uh, when taxes were lower, that we looked to uh, charities. Uh, we had many um, very wealthy people that um, would use their money to build libraries, uh, help schools, different charities, help improve lives. And I really prefer that. I would really like to have our taxes lowered, government become smaller, and let the individuals make their choices instead of empowering government to take more money from us and under the guise of solving a problem, which there's no way that government cares about you and your family the way you care about you and your your family. So I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's becoming widely known that glucose is the fuel for cancer. And the the people within the medical community have recognized that if you want to cure cancer, you starve it of glucose. I think our tax dollars are the glucose for government spending. If we would starve the government with their our tax dollars, like you starve a, a person of glucose that has cancer, we would have the same cure that's involved. As long as we continue to send money hand over fist, they're going to spend it. In fact, they're spending more than they have. We now see where the new debt is at $1.7 trillion. We need to starve this cancer. And in this case, cancer is the federal government. And we need to have the political will to do that. I think we're starting to see that happen, Trent Luce, and we'll continue the conversation. Uh, but another great sponsor of the show is Boson Law. A recent report notes that the number of children diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder is consistently and dramatically increasing. This is heartbreaking. If your child or grandchild or someone you know has been diagnosed with autism or ADHD following exposure to Tylenol or acetaminophen during pregnancy, call Boson Law at 303-999-9999. Boson Law is a Colorado-based law firm who has been fighting Big Pharma for over 20 years. Call now at 303-999-9999 for a free, no-obligation review of your potential claim. Call now at 303-999-9999. Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. 
Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. Franktown Firearms wants you to be comfortable with your firearm purchase, so they make it easy for you. At Franktown, they know you want to try a firearm before you commit to your purchase. Franktown has a 10-lane, 30-yard range built into it that can handle handguns, rifles, and black powder loads, making your firearm purchase informed and insightful. An hour of range time is included with any purchase, so you can verify that you've made the right choice and for you to get to know your new firearm. And training courses are available to teach you safety and techniques to operate it confidently. Whether you're a first-time buyer or seasoned expert, Franktown's dedicated staff and expert trainers will walk you through your decision. They help you to try the firearm that you're interested in, ensuring that they're the right option for your specific needs. Whether you're looking for your first firearm or adding to your vast collection, Contact Franktown Firearms today by going to klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. On the line with me is Trent Luce. He's a sixth-generation farmer and rancher. And uh, Trent Luce, I I had several different conversations yesterday. Uh, Two of them were with uh, women who are involved in recall elections uh, on a couple of different city councils here in the metro area. And these women are also stepping forward to uh, run for office to fill those positions. And the two different communities... Uh, that they're they're working in one of them, I felt was just totally lost as I looked at at uh, what is happening in their community. And uh, these these women are very encouraged that they're going to have successful recall of these particular city council people, and that uh, they've got that they will be elected. And I just stopped, and I'm like, this is everyday people stepping up and both of them said I didn't really want to do this that's the kind of people that I think we want to have running for offices not people that are aspiring for office but are saying this is my duty to do this Trent Luce and then I had another discussion with a school board member and uh, regarding these school board elections that are coming up and people stepping forward so I'm encouraged that everyday people are saying enough and they're stepping forward Trent so my wife is more involved with the school board at home than I am. I, I show up at meetings, but we we had a recall uh, two years ago, a year prior to the election. Very interesting developments during the process of that recall. People get almost like a, a, a animal in a in a corner. They start lurching out. They start attacking people. And uh, we saw a side of our community that we never knew that we would see when there was a recall election. But at the end of the day, 
it sends a signal to those individuals saying, saying that we don't believe you. I mean, we went, they went so far, Kim, to get access to who signed the petition to author the recall. And I don't even know how that happens. It should not happen, but it did happen. And then people who signed the petition were actually targeted. It sends a message that you are still accountable to the people who put you in that office. And then I wanted to follow up by saying, you know, we've recently formed the Free Soil Coalition, which is about alleviating ourselves from this abundance of government control so that we can have the ability to be free thinkers and own land without an overburdensome of taxation and uh, everything else that comes along with that. And the most common person that's involved in the Free Soil Coalition is the person you just described, the first time elected representative who will say, I never thought that I would be running for any office, but I just got fed up with what was taking place, and I felt like I needed to be involved and make something happen. So, Trent, my concern is is that uh, this this agenda that uh, has been playing out, it's been under the surface. I really think that one of the silver linings of the reaction to COVID was that it uh, really – uh, took the veil off on this particular, this agenda. And people are uh, not becoming woke, but they are waking up to what is happening. My concern is, is those that have been fomenting these policies for so many years, that they are going to ramp everything up because they realize that the time is limited for their agenda, which I think that probably plays into your comments regarding chaos um earlier in the show what do you what do you think yeah absolutely it does contribute to chaos chaos and to me that's the play that's at hand every single turn at the local level at the state level at the federal level we have people trying to cause chaos kim i don't know if you saw this but this week it was announced monday morning that the federal government has asked hundreds of workers in san francisco to stay home and do the work until further notice because it is not safe to come to the building and work in the building. I had not seen that. Government building, yes. Hundreds, not just a dozen, hundreds of workers have been told stay home and work because it's not safe to come to your building. Boy, that's such a breakdown in society. If you cannot even, but yet under the guise of safety, keeping people safe, right. they were forcing people to wear masks or coercing. I guess uh, they're trying to say they're not, they didn't force, but they coerced, and there was force, definitely. Under the guise of safety, uh, they uh, really, there was an assault upon our individual freedom, and then also um, really trying to decimate our economy. Well, that certainly worked, didn't it? They have one success story. Our economy has never been worse. I continue to see people talking about how wonderful it is, but the truth of the matter is every place I travel, I'm beginning to see more and more of an implication of the lack of workers, the labor problem that we have. Restaurants are shutting down early in the day. Gas stations are frequently short on one gas or another. It's starting to eke out. And and with what we've had happen in the Southwest Power Pool, and the last week, with three days last week, a warning that we would not have enough electricity throughout the course of the day, which we never actually met that. But three times, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Southwest Power Pool announced that they were within 5,000 megawatts 
of electricity of not being able to supply the demand, and that's because we have shifted over to something that's not reliable, and that being wind and solar. And uh, 15% of the Southwest Power Pool is from wind generation, and that is not sustainable. You will experience days with a shortage of power. So this presents a very dangerous time then for us because uh, out of chaos, I I was talking to a customer service person a few weeks ago uh, on the phone. I needed some help with something. And she said, I really didn't start to pay attention to politics till after 2008. And she said, I just can't believe what's happening. And she said, I want, I want my life back. And I want my country back. And I thought, well, that's very positive. And then I thought, wait a minute, this could play out where people could make choices, bad choices, if somebody comes in and says, oh, out of this chaos, I will create order. Uh, and I, I think you're concerned about that, too. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. From chaos comes order, and that order is just ask the, the Bolshevik Revolution. Like people tend to forget in history. Uh, Stalin did not come in and tell the, the Bolsheviks what he was going to do. They voted. They voted to go into control because they were afraid not to. I'm not voting to be controlled. I'm standing for liberty and freedom. Well, but you mentioned the thing of fear, uh, the the fear uh, to make it, people be afraid to sign a recall petition because there might be uh, some retribution because of that. This is, I think, all connected. No doubt that it is. And, and that's as old as mankind, you know, doing things based upon fear. How do you tap into your... I'm, I'm going to quote my friend who we travel together with the Arise USA tour and he continues to come up with the great quote that really summarizes it all. Tap into your God courage. Where's your God courage? And make it happen. Uh, I think that's really great advice. We've got a couple of minutes left. Trent, uh, you're down at the um, Election Integrity Conference, so I'm sure you're going to be learning a lot. We'll talk about that next week. Um, kind of final thoughts you want to leave with our listeners? There's plenty of places to find fear. We need to surround ourselves with our friends and our community. Remember the old days, we we circled the wagons. We circled the wagons and we're ready to shoot out. We've been circling the wagons and shooting in. That's what they are planning for in terms of uh, creating chaos. We need to partner and stand side by side with people who share our values and stand strong as a community, as a family, and protect yourself in terms of getting ready for anything that may come. Do not allow yourself to be vulnerable with the essentials of life. And that's Trent Luce. And uh, Trent, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. We will talk to you again next week. And that's Trent Luce. You can find him at BEKTV and Loose Tales Media. So, Trent, thank you so much. Thanks, Kim. See you next week. Okay. And uh, my friends, as uh, we have these important discussions, we are truly an independent voice. And uh, we may see things differently. Certainly that happens many times. But uh, we must always strive for excellence. And uh, as I said, I'm an independent voice. Each and every one of these sponsors that I have, I highly recommend them. I know them all personally. They strive for excellence in their, in their businesses. And uh, a great way to, to support the show is to give them your business and know that you will be working with real, uh, really great people as you do that. And um, so I went to a quote from Aristotle for the end of the show. 
And it is this. He said, excellence is never an accident. It is always the result of high intention, sincere effort, and intelligent execution. It represents the wise choice of many alternatives. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. And God bless America. Turning further from my home. Young, like a new moon rising, fierce through the rain and lightning, wandering out into this great unknown. And I don't want no one to cry, but tell them if I don't serve.